Hey, everyone. You're listening to Health Affairs This Week. I'm Leslie Erdelak. And I'm Kathleen Haddad. This is the weekly podcast where editors at Health Affairs talk about the health policy news and stories we've been following throughout the week. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the recent news involving the nonprofit insurer Blue Shield of California and its decision to move away from CVS Health's Caremark as its sole pharmacy benefit manager in favor of a new approach. But before we get into the show, just a quick programming note that Health Affairs receives financial support from CVS Health for two special series, including the Forefront series, Private Sector Solutions for Health Equity, and an upcoming podcast. So we wanted to be sure to disclose that since CVS is going to figure prominently in our conversation today about the future of the PBM industry. We also want to let you know about a new article published ahead of print this week by Jack Chappell and co-authors titled, The Forgotten Middle, Worsening Health Outcomes and Economic Trends Extend to Americans with Modest Resources Nearing Retirement. So you can go check that out on our website. Okay, Kathleen, let's get to the news we've been following. There was a major announcement last week. um, So give us the details on what happened. Leslie, there are three major PBMs in the U.S., as you know, and CVS Caremark is the largest. A PBM administers a health plan's prescription drug program. I'll leave it to you later to explain how it all works and what the concerns are. But the news this week, Blue Shield of California had been using CVS Caremark and last week announced that it will drop CVS and manage their prescription program in-house, except for specialty drugs. The insurer will use three other companies to do the job CVS had done, and you may have heard of some of these. Amazon will take over delivering drugs free and provide upfront pricing. Mark Cuban's Cost Plus Drugs will develop the pricing model. In recent years, both Amazon and Cuban began their own online pharmacies. Amazon focused on free fast delivery, and Cuban focused on a transparent price for drugs that was 15% above the wholesale cost, attempting to cut out the middleman fees that were absorbed by PBMs. In addition to these firms, a smaller firm, Prime Therapeutics, will negotiate prices directly with drug companies, drug manufacturers, and another firm, Abarca, if I'm saying that name correctly, will take care of paying the claims. So CVS will continue to manage the more expensive specialty drugs for Blue Shield of California. Um, The insurer says it expects to save $500 million a year, up to 15% of its drug costs. And Blue Shield of California also predicts the move will catalyze a transformation of what it calls the broken prescription drug system. And so, Leslie, we've talked about PBMs on the podcast before. What do you think Blue Cross, I'm sorry, Blue Shield means when it refers to the broken prescription drug system? Yeah, pharmacy benefit managers have faced a range of criticisms over the years, many of which revolve around concerns about their lack of transparency, conflicts of interest, and their impact on prescription drug pricing and access. And in response to these criticisms, there have been calls for increased transparency in PBM operations, more rigorous oversight, and potential reforms to the way PBMs operate within the healthcare system. So it's really a constellation of problems that create this perception that the system is broken. 
In talking about its decision to partially cut ties with CVS, Blue Shield emphasized the problems with transparency, talking about how the pharmacy system is extremely expensive, completely opaque, and that in today's current pharmacy supply chain, there can be up to a dozen companies involved in the process from when a drug is made to when a member receives it. And this adds complexity and cost without necessarily adding value. CVS Caremark has been Blue Shield's PBM partner for more than 15 years, and I saw some reporting that this was actually a pre-COVID plan. This reorganization has been several years in the making. But we talk about complexity, moving from one vendor and carving out responsibility among five different ones, and how do you manage those relationships and potential competing interests you know, are you just trading one problem for another or are you upending the current drug pricing and reimbursement model and making space for something new and potentially something better, right, that costs less? So I think there's just a really, there's a fascinating experiment kind of underway right now that could have um, and is expected to have ripple effects across the industry. Um, As expected, though, this announcement has prompted a chorus of really interesting takes and reactions. Um, so so how's, how is CVS responding to this development? So good question, Leslie. In a recent regulatory filing, CVS highlighted its position as the leading PBM in the U.S. and stressed its ability to seamlessly administer complex pharmacy and specialty pharmacy benefits with higher levels of customer service and satisfaction. A company spokesman said after the uh, BCS move last week that uh, the decision would have no impact on its long-term outlook. Yeah, and I think there's been a lot of curiosity, too, talking about or looking at what other people um, are saying, how other people are reacting to this news. There's been a lot of curiosity about whether or not something like this can work. You know, will the shift to multiple vendors actually pay off? Um, And I think some people reacting to the news took a more cautious and kind of a more measured stance, um, were skeptical this approach is sophisticated enough and practical, yet it bears watching. And this is according to two business intelligence analysts um, who write for Bloomberg. Others speculated what it might look like as this model gets phased in. I saw something from Peter Bonus, who's the chief medical officer at Walters Kluwer Health. Um, He's also an adjunct professor at Tufts. He told Axios, I just can't imagine all the operational considerations that will be facing their members, their internal operations, and their partners. My guess is it's going to end up being bumpy. Understandably, a lot of people are pointing out the logistical challenges and the potential execution risks associated with this new model instead of continuing with CVS's full range of services. Um, Adam Fine, who's CEO of the Drug Channels Institute pharmaceutical research firm, told the Wall Street Journal that Blue Shield may be biting off more than they can chew in trying to replace the traditional PBM model. So I don't think we can diminish the fact that there are a lot of moving parts here, but it does sort of feel like the competitive landscape for PBMs is at least shifting. Um, But Kathleen, kind of putting aside these preliminary reactions, I mean, do you think uh, that this will be enough to permanently transform the PBM industry? So, um, Leslie, um, it's not so much about what I think. I'm not the expert in this field. I do follow it. Um, But Blue Shield predicted their experiment in California will show other insurers this can be done. 
insurers all over are looking to expand vertically into other areas of healthcare. So it's possible, but so are other scenarios for the PBM industry. Another part of the story is that regulators have their eyes on PBM practices and could weigh in on how PBMs do business. There are legislative and regulatory efforts out there to require increased transparency and for other changes, including making PBMs fiduciaries of the insurers they serve. I'm curious too, Leslie, about how the BCS decision will impact its customers who want to get their prescriptions filled in person at drugstores. Will those prices increase? And how will the move impact the drugstores, both large chains like CVS and Walmart and independent drugstores? Yeah, those are those are important questions. And, and you're right, it is so hard to predict. And, you know, as other, uh, as you pointed out, as other news outlets have pointed out, no other major health plan has attempted to do something like this. And while Blue Shield may be optimistic that their model can be replicated across the country, um, investors and yes, those experts, of, um, you know, familiar with uh, the pharmaceutical supply chain are still really, I think, unsure of what to make of it. And of course, I think media coverage has played a significant role in highlighting the concerns related to PBMs, which has contributed uh, to that push you mentioned for legislative and regulatory changes. So there's definitely an element of vulnerability here that we haven't seen before, but whether or not health insurance providers will embrace an alternative model remains to be seen. You know, Leslie, it's interesting because uh, the PBM industry developed in uh, the early um, 2000s or later 2000s. Um, as a way to take care of this huge task for insurers and uh, to save money. And then it became more and more complicated with so many layers. And so the industry is ripe for some kind of, if not shake out, some change. And yeah, with that, uh, we'll say stay tuned. And thanks to everyone listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be grateful if you would subscribe to Health Affairs This Week, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, or share it with friends and colleagues. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks, Leslie.